Abdominal aortic aneurysms are usually asymptomatic before rupture. If they do rupture, the consequences are likely deadly. Screening provides a chance to identify, monitor, and treat aortic aneurysms and has the potential to save many lives. But who should be screened for abdominal aortic aneurysms? What does the evidence say? I'm Dr. Diane Kelsall, Interim Editor-in-Chief for CMAJ, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Harminder Singh, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Departments of Internal Medicine and Community Health Sciences at the University of Manitoba. Dr. Singh is a member of the Canadian Task Force on Preventive Health Care. Dr. Singh and the Task Force recently published a guideline in CMAJ on screening for abdominal aortic aneurysm. Dr. Singh is joining me from Winnipeg to help explain the recommendations. Hello, Dr. Singh. Morning. Hello. Can you remind us what abdominal aortic aneurysms are? Abdominal aortic aneurysms are essentially a bulge in the wall of the uh, abdominal aorta. And uh, most often, as you mentioned, they are asymptomatic until they cause problems or rupture. So, So why do they occur? They occur because, uh, I mean, they are associated with many risk factors, with the smoking, the weakening in the wall of the aorta, which is occurring because of many risk factors, increasing with age, with smoking, the atherosclerotic risk factors. Essentially, it's uh, because of the weakening in the wall of the aorta. So you mentioned a few risk factors. You said people who are older, people who smoke. Who is at risk? The risk increases with increasing age, the risk increasing with people who are either current smokers or were smoked in the past. The risk is uh, much higher, four to six times or even more among men compared to uh, women. The other uh, risk factors which are uh, less strong risk factors are risk factors for atherosclerosis such as a history of coronary artery disease, uh, hypertension, and increased cholesterol levels. Now, you've mentioned that um, these types of aneurysms are usually asymptomatic, meaning people have no symptoms. So how do they usually present them? Most people don't know they have them, but are there some symptoms associated with them? Symptoms are uncommon. I mean, occasionally a bulge might be noticed or abdominal or back pain may be noticed before they actually rupture, but those are uncommon symptoms. Most often the AAA, as it is called, abdominal aortic aneurysm, will present with rupture, which is a catastrophic event and has very high mortality associated with it when the rupture occurs. So now, are these types of aneurysms becoming more common or less common these days, and how common are they? So that's an interesting question. The, uh, all the evidence suggests that they are actually becoming less common. That may be because of a decrease in the smoking rate and uh, somewhat other decrease in the other risk factors. It's been estimated about 20,000 Canadians each year get a diagnosis of abdominal aortic aneurysm, and approximately 1,200 people die each year from abdominal aortic aneurysm. Now, you've said, obviously, something catastrophic can happen if they are left untreated or undiagnosed, so that, that's a rupture. So what, what is the mortality rate associated with rupture? 
Mortality rate associated with rupture is quite high. It has been reported as high as 80% or even higher in the setting of the rupture. So I guess one of the key issues is if you do find it, um, I would presume that it needs to be treated. So what treatment options are available and how successful are they? The treatment options are really procedures which are done uh, to put a graft inside uh, this uh, weakened areas, and that could be an open surgery, or it could be a somewhat of a less uh, invasive procedure where uh, uh, the catheter is inserted through the groin, and then the graft is put in in the area uh, of the aneurysm. And how successful is that type of procedure? The procedures are successful. I mean, the procedures, these are major surgeries, so they do have mortality morbidity associated with them. The non-invasive procedure has less short-term risks associated with that, although the long-term outcomes are pretty much similar whether the low-invasive procedure is performed or the open surgery is performed. Okay, now the task force actually published a guideline on screening for abdominal aortic aneurysm way back. It was actually, I think, in 1991. So what was the recommendation at that time, and why is there a need to update that recommendation at this time? As you can imagine, that was years ago um, that guideline was published. The, there was not uh, much evidence at that time. The randomized control trials, which have shown benefit of screening um, for abdominal aortic aneurysm, were published subsequent to that guideline. So the guideline at that point essentially said the evidence was insufficient to recommend for or against uh, screening. And that evidence uh, has changed with the publication of the, uh, the randomized control trials. So this is actually a good example of the task force sort of watching and monitoring as evidence um, changes and then obviously updating recommendations. So can you tell listeners a little bit about how the task force went ahead and developed these new recommendations? The task force forms a working group. The working group, which includes members of the task force as well as scientific officers from the public health agency who help uh, with the uh, development of the guideline as well as uh, collecting of the evidence. And then a systematic review is uh, performed uh, for pretty much all the uh, task force guidelines uh, by an independent uh, review center. And based on that uh, systemic evidence, then we form the guidelines. And this process was followed uh, for this uh, guideline also. Now, this guideline is obviously focused on screening specifically. Um, in the guideline, you've separated out um, the recommendations for men and the recommendations for women. So, so let's start um, with men first. So after reviewing the evidence, as you've um, outlined, what does the task force recommend in terms of screening for abdominal aortic aneurysm in men? So our recommendation is among men who are aged between 65 and 80, uh, screening for abdominal aortic aneurysm should be considered with one-time ultrasound or ultrasonography, and the risk and benefits should be discussed with them before proceeding with the screening. The, for the individuals over 80, we recommend in general they are not going to benefit uh, from screening 
However, uh, the benefits of risk can be discussed with them, especially if uh, the individuals uh, are healthy and have other risk factors uh, for having uh, abdominal aortic aneurysm. Now, the task force, um, when it grades recommendations, it talks about the quality of evidence. So for screening uh, for ult- with ultrasound for men age 65 to 80, there's moderate quality. And for um, men older than 80, uh, it was low quality of, of evidence. But in both situations, the task force gave this a weak recommendation. Can you tell our listeners a little bit what you mean by a weak recommendation? So weak recommendations, there are multiple factors which lead to weak recommendations. The predominant factor is uh, when the when the balance is uh, somewhat delicate. Overall, we feel the balance tilts towards there being a benefit of uh, doing screening. However, the implication of the weak recommendation is this needs to be discussed with each particular individual. Um, one of the biggest factors uh, for uh, why the recommendation for 65 to 80 is weak is that, as we talked about a few minutes ago, the risk for abdominal aortic aneurysm has decreased somewhat over the years. So the absolute benefit of the screening is somewhat lower compared to, is likely lower than what used to be in the past when the randomized control trials were done. Overall, we think the benefit outweighs the harms, um, which we can talk about in a second, and we recommend uh, the individuals between 65 to 80, most of them would benefit from screening. And similarly, for those over the 80, most individuals we believe will not benefit, but this can be discussed with the individual patients. Uh, One of the biggest uh, sort of the harms uh, for uh, the screening is the risk of overdiagnosis. I mean, any screening procedure would uh, lead to diagnosis of uh, the conditions which may not have uh, caused uh, problems uh, during the lifetime of the individuals. In other words, there's a high risk of uh, the AAAs rupturing, but some AAAs which will be found for screening would not have ruptured if they had been uh, left alone. And once they are found, there is not a good way of determining which ones are going to rupture or uh, not rupture, and all of them uh, need follow-up and or treatment. So we will talk a little bit later in our conversation about um, involving patients in decision-making. So it certainly sounds that for men, it's very, very important, as it is with, with, um, with all patients, to have a, a really a good discussion about the pros and cons of, of the screening. So let's move on to um, screening in women. What does the task force suggest for women? We do not recommend the screening among uh, women for uh, abdominal aortic aneurysm. The reason is the risk uh, among uh, women for abdominal aortic aneurysm is less than um, among men. Men have uh, four to six or even higher risk of uh, developing abdominal aortic aneurysm. Secondly, the studies which were done, they were essentially done among uh, men, and uh, there was only one study which was underpowered uh, done among uh, women. And uh, thirdly, there is a risk of a higher uh, complications and mortalities after surgery among uh, women after repair of abdominal aortic aneurysm. And overall, we think the benefit of screening uh, women would be outweighed uh, uh, by the, uh, the harms and the lack of uh, benefit. 
So that's quite a different recommendation. I think for this one, you the task force gave it a strong recommendation. And can you, for our listeners, can you explain what a strong recommendation means? So the strong recommendation uh, refers that most individuals would benefit uh, from following the recommendations, and that we are more uh, confident uh, of the the balance between the benefits and harms. And in this case, uh, we believe that uh, most uh, women should not uh, have uh, screening f- uh, for abdominal aortic aneurysm. When um, physicians, you know, look at these recommendations, and um, they will obviously have a, a an actual patient in front of them, are there any additional considerations besides age that they should keep in mind when deciding whether or not to offer screening to a patient? That is important. The other risk factors, the uh, one of the biggest considerations would be the presence of uh, comorbidities. If uh, the physicians uh, believe that the individuals have a high uh, comorbidities or uh, the risk of the potential any surgery being performed in the particular individual is going to be high, there's no benefit of uh, really screening because if they're not going to have the subsequent step, which is surgery, uh, the benefit of documenting uh, abdominal aortic aneurysm is going to be very limited. The other things uh, to sort of consider is the history of uh, family history of uh, abdominal aortic aneurysm and the other risk factors which we talked about, which increase the risk of uh, having uh, abdominal aortic aneurysm include hypertension, high cholesterol levels, with the other factors. Now, you've mentioned um, several times during our conversation about involving patients in decision-making, discussing the pros and cons of screening. So what is available to help physicians involve patients in this kind of decision-making? So we have developed uh, knowledge uh, translation uh, tools, uh, which the one of them is infographic that we have developed, which uh, provides uh, brief summary of the benefits and harms uh, to convey the patients and uh, be helpful in uh, conveying the the benefits and harms of the screening uh, to individuals. We also have uh, uh, frequently asked uh, questions, which also they uh, will be distributed uh, with this uh, particular guideline, but and also would be available on the task force uh, website. Excellent. Now, one of the things that I found that was quite interesting, obviously, the the task force has suggested ultrasonography being used to screen because it's both of ease of use and it's got good sensitivity and specificity. One thing I thought was interesting was that a Canadian observational study suggested that providing screening by family physicians actually doing the ultrasound, if properly trained, was um, quite accurate and feasible. So I just wondered what your thoughts. Yeah, I think uh, that is an important aspect and obviously more work needs to be done in that area, but potentially um, there is some data suggesting that a handheld ultrasonography machine can be helpful in doing the screening, which which would make it much more feasible for uh, this uh, screening to be done. And simple uh, machines, uh, less expensive machines uh, can be used for this purpose. Um, and that uh, would be something which would need to be looked into more. Yeah, particularly since we're talking about screening quite a lot of people at this point. Now, 
I just saw another point. There may be researchers listening to this, uh, to our conversation, and I know researchers are often looking for new areas of research. So are there particular gaps in knowledge that uh, you, as, as a member of the task force working on this issue, would like to see additional research in? So there are a couple of things which we believe uh, need more evidence. Number one is we have recommended for one-time screening. What about uh, a repeat screening? There's really very limited data on the benefits and harms of uh, a repeated screening. What I'm referring to is the ultrasound repeated later on. If it is, it does not show uh, abdominal aortic aneurysm uh, on the first ultrasound. The second uh, issue which needs uh, more evidence is what is the benefit and harms in uh, specific subgroups. An example being uh, among uh, smokers. We know the risks of having abdominal aortic aneurysm is higher, but uh, the smokers are also more likely to have comorbidities. So how does the balance play out among them? Uh, we need more evidence. Excellent. Now, that, those are good suggestions. Um, do you have any final thoughts on this topic, Dr. Singh? I think uh, it is important to consider, uh, I would just want to reiterate, it is important to consider the screening for this condition. The abdominal aortic aneurysm has very high mortality and the screening procedure is relatively easy and it's non-invasive. So uh, this discussion uh, with the individuals, uh, particularly among the ages of 65 to 80, which we're recommending should happen. And uh, the screening for this condition uh, should be considered more often than it has been in the past. Thank you so much, Dr. Singh, for meeting with me today to talk about this important topic. Thank you very much. I've been speaking with Dr. Harminder Singh, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Departments of Internal Medicine and Community Health Sciences at the University of Manitoba. He is a member of the Canadian Task Force on Preventive Health Care. To read the full guideline he co-authored, visit cmaj.ca. If you've been listening to our CMAJ podcast, let us know how we're doing. Please leave us a rating on iTunes or give us your feedback on SoundCloud or on any of our social media channels.